Good evening. Welcome to the Elite Dynasty Podcast. I'm your host, Eric Von Don, along with my co-host, Chad Patterson. Hello. As well as Addison Elko. Up with that. You're the most handsome guys in the business. It's actually a, a privilege for me specifically since we're on Zoom um, that I actually get to see your faces. So I know the rest of the fanship base is, is very jealous, but um, it's a win for myself. Yeah, so welcome. how's everyone doing? You enjoying the, enjoying the holiday season thus far? Yeah, no complaints. Uh, staying busy with work and you know, don't leave the house much due to everything that's going on. But, you know, can't complain. Hel- healthy, work, happy. Work sucks. I know. You know, once you leave your roses by the stairs. How about yourself, Ed? Um, kind of the same. I actually kind of enjoy the not traveling part of the holiday. So the just hanging out in my apartment during Thanksgiving was actually pretty dope. It has been less less taxing on the... Um, on the family events and stuff like that across the board. I'm all about, I'm all about the event. non-travel. I'll, I'll just FaceTime you. We'll say our hellos. Because it's like, like Christmas, I'll, I'll go in. I love Christmas. I'm all about Christmas. Yeah. Very festive. I want to bring the gifts in. Thanksgiving, just I'm not, it's not worth the travel. So I'm out. Really? FaceTime. I, just wanted, I don't want to go anywhere. I want to just drink, eat food on my own couch and watch football all day. That's why I did. Sound quite it relaxing. Awesome. Yeah, it was awesome. So, I mean, yeah, it's, it's definitely going to be different. Um, definitely an adjustment, but hopefully the vaccine. How is it for you? How is it for you? For myself? Sorry. Yeah, we should ask you. Yeah. That's good. That's good. Um, I mean, work, work is busy, but, you know, that's always the case. It's kind of like that all the time now. Um, hoping to hear back on this job. I'm going to continue to stalk my email because I sent them, like, the follow-up, you know? Like, hey, like, what's, where are we at in the process? So we'll see what's going on with that. But, yeah, that's, that's good. I'm learning how to, uh, on a, how to hack NASA. So soon I'll be able to... Um, Cool. I think I'm a hacker. So all good stuff. All good stuff around the uh, around the Von Don household. But on a positive note, we got fantasy playoffs. We do. We definitely Free have transition. Yep. And we had probably I, I would say definitely the, the biggest drama of all time in the league. It's unquestioned. I think obviously <laughs> the initial championship, um, Duch versus Greg was brutal. Yeah, the Dez catch, brutal. Calvin Johnson fumble on the two yard line or one yard line, brutal. This has to, I think, probably unquestioned defeat that, no? Or do you think the Duke play, uh championship loss is worse? Well, do you want me to, like, to set the stage for anyone who doesn't know what occurred? Uh, yeah, yeah, of course, that works. So and in week five, Duke, I mean, uh, Greg and Nick had a matchup that came down to stack correction territory, which is pretty much anything like two points or under, I would say, since we have IDP. So tackles will become half tackles. You know, wins become losses. The witching hour of, of stat corrections. Wins become losses. Losses become wins. And, you know, Greg, it was close enough where Greg did his auditing, where he went in. He would probably watch the All-22 film. He would go to the official, like, NFL stat keeping. He would, like, he'll check the plays to determine if it was actually a full tackle, half tackle, tackle for loss. It's crazy. And he figured out that Nick was falsely awarded a half a point. And uh, it, there was some discrepancies between sites, but it, it, he was right. So, and because of the late Tuesday match, Yahoo bugged out because they did not handle that for the first time ever. And their systems went down where stack corrections could not be inputted until week five. Fine. So eventually they'll, they'll put them in, right? The weeks go by, no stack corrections. And then they're still updating the stack corrections for week six, week seven, week eight. Like there's no issues with those. But we're still waiting as the playoffs are getting closer. Is, is Nick getting this loss? Is, is Greg going to get this win? And we're just waiting. 
And I was at the point where I thought, all right, we're just not going to get it. It's not going to happen. And that's just fine. Like Yahoo is going to mail it in and we'll just have to live with that. And then they requested that if any league managers or commissioners want to request that we get the stat corrections, that you submit for them. And Greg, because he did his auditing, knew we damn well wanted those stat corrections. And I think in the end, Yahoo did it for all leagues just based on the demand. So again, that happened probably around like what, week nine? Week 10 yeah. goes by. All these weeks go by. They still have not been inputting them in. Their Twitter is responding. We're going to get to it. We're going to get to it. And we kind of agreed, you know, with amongst ourselves who knew about this, that if the playoffs start, it, it's over. We can't go back and retroactively change the bracket, change the playoffs. It's just, it is what it is. The Wednesday before the playoffs start, Yahoo puts the announcement on the website. We will be inputting week five stack correction. And that was it. And then it took, then, then Yahoo's website was like rebooting itself. So we were kind of, we're basically getting to rewatch the season in real time, the wins and losses stack up, which was kind of fun. And so what ended up happening in the end is Nick lost a half a point. He lost the matchup by, by I think 0.08 points. And now he missed the playoffs because of that. So he was the sixth seed and one half point stack correction in week five that was implemented nine weeks later cost him a playoff spot and it allowed Kojak to make the playoffs for the first time in dynasty league history. I mean, just devastating. Just, just it sucks so it, it, much. It's, it's absolutely wild that that took that long to be put in. Now I will say he kind of like, this was still being discussed. Like every other week is like, are we going to get these? Are we going to not? If he, if we were oblivious to this, and we saw Yahoo rebooting, and then we were like, what the hell's happening? And when you see Kojak, I mean, that's borderline, like, I'm going to take a year off of fantasy. Like, it, <laughs> yeah. at least there's, like, he had a lot of, like, he had months to kind of prep for this devastating blow, and it's still horrible and one of the craziest things I've ever seen in fantasy. But if it was a blind side, I don't know how you recover from that. Uh, to play devil's advocate, though, during those months, he's probably going back and forth. Like, oh, well, maybe they won't change it. Oh, may maybe they will. So at least he had, like, some hope during those few months. He was one day away. He was one day away from being in the playoffs. If it would have been put in Thursday, I think we would have said, no way. We, you know, playoffs have started. And they, they did it on the very last possible day that they could have. And it just sucks. Absolutely brutal. On, on on the other side, though, how nice for Kojak just having no idea. Just assuming he's out of the playoffs, doesn't really follow the chat at all, and he gets a text from me, hey, you're in the playoffs. He's just like, what? <laughs> just I, what a jubilee. Yeah, I, I'm definitely happy for if there's anyone, not anyone, but he would have been one of my picks of, like, if someone had to get screwed and someone made the playoffs, I mean, Kojak's just a great guy. Like, yeah, good, no, good for I, Kojak making the playoffs. <laughs> there's, no, there's no qualms here, but I, I do – hate the fact that this is like the beginning of the Patriots dynasty because you got like excited like okay changing the guard something new he's got a team that's good with eight first or nine first next year in a class that's probably going to be good at receiver mm -hmm. I feel like it's going to be a, a unless he messes it up which is also possible but could be a, a long Kojak dominant road I don't know he's holding true on those picks he will not give those picks away no, I've tried but like if, if everyone fits it's like 2016 class and he drafts you mean if they bust them. yeah they all bust yeah, I mean, he should hold on to him. This is him cashing out on that Zeke trade from Finally. years ago. Finally. And he just trades back, trades back. And he did basically what you've done, Eric, in previous years.
but it's but hasn't a, he's, a he, he's actually built a team that has made the playoffs, which is different. But B, will he actually stick and pick? And we'll see. I mean, he'll he'll probably hold one and three, and five. You know, those top five picks. It's pretty easy to toss some of those like 11, 12, you know, whatever, because he has so many. But he has hold them for this long, and it's not like people haven't tried to trade it. Like everyone's going after him, and he's no, he's yeah. continued to not even like entertain offers. Yeah. So, but, uh, I mean, we'll see. I, I am obviously excited for him, but I, it could be another Rogers situation where three years down the road, we're on episode 115, and um, we're talking, talking about, like, about Kojak. Kojak's second title. Yeah, yeah. So <laughs> he'll go either way, but just a crazy situation. Unbelievable. I, I mean, I, we, we had him ranked 13th, and I remember three weeks in, we did a podcast being, you know, assessing the league. And I think he was two and one at that point, and I was pounding my fist saying, Fade Kojak. His team is not deep enough to to make it through the bye weeks. His team's not this and that. And then you you know he has guys like Wayne Gallman, who are like elite. Fan. You know, it's just I still look at his lineup. I'm like, how the hell did you make the playoffs? And his points for I mean, he got he was fortunate enough to be in the division he is. But he beat Duch twice to make the playoffs. So I'm like, you know, he beat the second ranked team twice. Um, but good for him for sure. I do also want to think about it too, going back, how many teams, um, I'm going to go, it's under a quarter of a percent actually were watching the updates live and like talking about how it was going to impact their playoffs as it was happening before it was happening. Yeah. Less than a quarter percent. And I, it's got to be so small. And it's got to be even smaller. Even the impact of that was a playoff spot. Not even like seeding, like, which is important or right. whatever, like to cost a team of playoffs over a half a point is crazy. Wait, so going back to your original question, do you think it's do you think it's worse than Duch's loss in the championship with a negative yeah. defense? What, what do you go with? No, losing the championship Duch is way worse. If you're in the finals and you're basically you have it in the bag with your defense left and they drop a negative two to lose, that's and he hasn't he horrible. hasn't won since. It's that's horrible. That's like yeah, the Joe Webster. I agree, but I would argue that the league is way more invested now. I mean, we have the podcast and everything like that. So right. this is, I feel like. He's it's, always been good. His team's been strong. It's not like he hasn't even been close. Like he's made runs outside of the two overall. But I, I get what you're saying, Chad. Like if that happened this year, it would be the most catastrophic. Like it would it be was, huge. It would yeah. be way bigger than what it was back then. The only reason, like, I think people were upset because it was Greg winning his first title and he was already the league villain. And that's how he had to win his title was by Duch's defense dropping negative points. But I don't know. Losing a title that way is – and he hasn't won since. So that's just – it's, it's, you know, it's always on his back. He's got to shake off the negative – he's got to shake off – was it Arizona's defense? He's just got to shake that off. Maybe this is the year. Yeah, it was it – was, actually, I think it was Cardinals. I thought it was Chiefs. I think you're right. It's Cardinals. Um, I mean, if he, makes the, if he makes the finals this year, he should just not play defense. <laughs> Yeah. Um, just, just bench. Yeah, accept the, the pick penalty and you're good. <laughs> exactly. I also love to, so I have a funny story. I just um, – well, it's not really funny at all, but I just pulled up the, the playoffs for us on Yahoo, and it's actually advertising in the football league to play basketball. I've never actually noticed that before. It's kind of funny. Oh, yeah, yeah. They just want you to do yeah. everything fantasy with them. All right. Um, so we have the Nick Kojak kind of drama put out there, so now we know – that Kojak is one of the six playoff teams. Um, so now we'll dive into kind of some of those matchups and go who is in the playoffs. So 
the one and two seed, um, we all kind of knew, kind of saw this coming. Trainers team it had the best season so far in, in league history. Um, as the one seed, um, Dooch is the two seed um, coming out of the, the poor division. Um, but his team's great. It's obviously not sliding him there. Um, then we have the other four that have made the team um, or the playoffs. You have Kojak versus Greg, round one matchup, um, with some big implications there with injuries and COVID. And then um, the other matchup is actually uh, our host Addison versus Josh. So we have some, have some good matchups, have some good teams in there, a lot of drama. So it's, it, it's awesome. It's just an exciting time. Um, even though I'm not in it and probably never will be in it, it's, it's exciting. It's exciting. Um, I, think, I think eight and five has got to be one of the lowest records to win a division, right? Yeah, I would, I would I, have to say so. I feel like Rogers and Rogers kind of one, they always just run through like yeah. two losses, maybe three, eight and five is like Dooch won it and he won it by a decent margin in points for, but Josh was right there, eight and five. Um, so let's, let's just point out um, in, in the six names that we did call, uh, Mike Rogers was not in there. So kind of a nice changing regard for the league had three straight Weird. titles. Happy, happy to get him out there. You know, he's had a First lot of time ever. happy for him, but it was getting to be a little bit too much, and I, I want to spread that around. You know what I mean? Love Rogers. Congrats to him, but I'm, ha I'm happy he's out. Yeah, we had a first-time uh, team to make the playoffs in Kojak, and for the first time ever, Rogers is not in the playoffs. So that's going to happen with the – we'll be on our sixth year for a dynasty. It's going to – you know, there's going to be some turnover, some – has every team had the playoffs? As long as COVID's gone, we still have Vegas 2020. Yeah, Eric, Eric is now remaining the only team. That, Eric has never finished higher than 10th. 11th. 11th. Yeah, no, I've, 11th was my height. He doesn't even sniff the playoffs. But at least Kojak in those early years when he had Zeke, I think he came like in 7th or 8th a couple of years, so he was kind of borderline. Uh, but this is his first year actually making the playoffs. But he's been a historically better team than Eric. Yeah, there's no team that's been historically as bad as me. Yeah, you might, you might when, I, when I redo the tiers, we might have to make a special tier, Buns tier for you. I would go below Buns. I don't know what below Buns is, but we have to find <laughs> it. Um, although I, mean, I did, I think, I did I think you had a, a decent year, Eric, to be honest. I think you have a lot of high upside guys that are hitting late in the season. And I think, you, yeah, I think, you, I think you should be looking forward to the future. I mean, as as long as long as Baker keeps playing okay and Wentz, well, Wentz is gone now, but you know, I need I need the Q, the QB not to let me down. Um, but I, I do, want, do want to point out, I do say my condolences to it. Um, although being beer bitch as well beer as bitch. the draft probably would have been impossible. Um, like getting picks and getting beers at the same time would have been probably difficult. Um, so I am happy that I don't have that punishment. I I probably prefer the nude calendar to that because uh, in the in the heat and the suit. Not good idea. To, to Gavi about the chat being like, oh, is it only during the hours of the draft or is it the – I'm like, Eric is going to be nude, taking a calendar for the benefit <laughs> of all of us. We had someone like in a dress and we're like – Yeah, and we're like negotiating over two hours of the draft. Like, no, you're going to be beer bitch for the entire night from when you come there from when you leave, you are getting beers. Like, why – like, I can't believe people were even like trying to negotiate that as if it's like – such a like oh it's on it's a too much of a punishment for the whole night and like i mean i i, I voted for it because i didn't want to do it, it, was, it was i think it's barely a punishment like it's not even i know it's hard. Hard. no no no, no. it's not it's not only beer bitch though he has to do the presentation on why his team was bad and what he's done to correct it that's kind of funny. Like, that's funny like that's it's not funny like, yeah, yeah. Kind of funny no i'm not saying it's not a good punishment but like to be like <laughs> no, negotiating for just the hours of the draft but you're right like people want to be like i don't want to like yeah i'm going to call for it started giving me beers during the draft, but like, I'm not gonna be a dick if he has like picks up coming and be like, I need a beer. Like, I want everyone to be 
focus on the draft yeah. too. So it's like no one's going to really abuse it that much during the draft anyway. So I don't know. I think it's a weak ass punishment, but it's just I mean, it's also it's it's COVID, and we we realized that in like week six. So I mean, I'm fine with it. I think it's good. No one, uh, no one submitted anything better. No one, no one. It was just you and Josh. No one else submitted anything. No one else even tried. <laughs> I even said they should pay for the beers, but that was that was too hard. We'll see, but I'm, I am happy I edged out it's there. Um, so we've both now, me and it's are, are tied probably for the worst team in, in history because we both have two um, last places. Yeah, but it's does have a finals appearance, I think. Okay, yeah. So, I mean, I'm, I'm below it, but for, for worst seasons in league history, we're tied. Yes. Well, yeah. When are we getting the uh, calendar, by the way? No, there's a I new mean, year upon us. I, I was hoping because we wanted to do it in like an actual studio, and obviously they're not, that's not like a priority during COVID. So I think you should just be able to do it, just do it with you. I think it should just be both of you. <laughs> we just dock. <laughs> I would vote for that over, <laughs> over beer, bitch. I would. <laughs> that um, would make it funnier having like you and him. Like that just makes it even funnier. I mean, it makes me think of what was the uh, the Seth Rogen and what's his face doing that music video where they're like on a bike together. Oh yeah, yeah. Um, with James Franco, no? Yeah, James. It was Frank. Kanye West, wasn't it? Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Like making yeah, fun you, of Kanye you want to redo that music video? How about that? Oh. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And then I'll do it. Let me let me produce it and shoot it. <laughs> no, Vito. Uh, <laughs> uh, so anyway, so yeah, let's let's preview the match. Back, no, go about yeah. So I'm looking at it now. Fucking like I don't know who Tiz had playing, but he's projected 188 this week. <laughs> it's just so stupid. This team's so good. Um, I mean, I'm I'm really hoping Derrick Henry falls off the cliff. Yeah. What did he even have? Oh, he had Rams defense with 21. Just get the fuck out of here. But <laughs> um, both matchups pretty close. So right now, I'm projected over Josh 147 to 135, which basically if you're 20 points or under, it takes one touchdown to flip that whole projection completely sideways. Like, I thought he was going to be sub 130 until Cooper caught, caught that two-yard touchdown, which is like, Cam Akers basically just ran the ball 80 yards down the field the whole time. Like, why can't you just run that ball? But Devastating. Yeah, I mean, that, that's, a, that's a decent swing. Because I don't know. I don't know. Josh Jacobs is said to play, but I think 15 out of him is a little ambitious. But then everywhere else, I kind of like it. I'm still tinkering with my last flex spot. Like, I think Geo's a good, a good matchup against the Cowboys, whose defense is horrible. But then, like, Crowder's against the Seahawks, Marvin Jones again without Galladay. So, and then Juju's still viable. So, I'm sure I'll make the wrong, the wrong call there. But I think this matchup would be pretty close. I'm obviously going to pick. 100%. 100%. But um, I don't know what you guys think about the matchup as far as players' matchups or whatever. No, I think I, – I agree. I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be closer than Greg and Kojak, even though right now projections have Greg and Kojak closer than you guys, I, I believe. They do. <clears throat> but – um. You know, Josh got some news that David Johnson's out this week. So he's going to have Duke Johnson, who's going to fill that that role there. Um, so that helps him a lot. Um, I saw Zeke was questionable but should play. So that shouldn't be too much of a bad thing for him. They might lessen his workload a little bit, but maybe not. Who knows? Um, but, I mean, you got you got your studs. You got DK Metcalf against the, the, the awful Jets. So, I mean, he could be a guy that goes off for you. Yep. You know, who who knows? I mean, this is going to be, I but think, the other close, side, though. Let's really say Locke gets some TDs and they start running the ball. That could, I feel like that could go either way. I mean, probably Metcalf will pop off, but it could if go. They, if they jump out too early and Metcalf Exactly, is and the then ball, it's just they're running the ball. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think the biggest two, like, I mean, every player could decide the matchup, but Jonathan Taylor and Zeke 
are projected around the same and both have had good weeks and then like horrible weeks. Like those two are going to have like the, the 15 point and Taylor's 14 point projections, but I don't think either of us feel very comfortable about having those in a playoff matchup. It's just, you got to play them because that's your best option. But Zeke finally had a decent game against Baltimore last week, but the week before that against Washington had three points. And since he should be a better matchup for him and Taylor has a pretty good matchup against the Raiders, but it's still sketchy. And Kamara's, you know, he's projected 17. It just has not been the same since Drew Brees went down. Like I really needed Brees to be back this week, but it's tough. It's it's going to be uh, nerve-wracking. Hmm? Indy's D I thought was decent, no? Am I confusing them with another team? I was gonna no, say, that D is pretty good. I was yeah. going to say, that might be like not an ideal matchup for Carr. No, it's not. I mean, I had at one point Teddy and Dalton, but I was just I'm kind of putting some of these, you know, these really 50-50 decisions on the ESPN ranking people and other rankings. and not, They didn't even have Dalton ranked. And I don't want to start Teddy without DJ Moore, so I just kind of hope Carr can get some magic like he did last week. I don't know. Is Evans playing this week? Mike Evans, yeah. Is Godwin hurt? Is one of the Ravens receivers? I mean, he was the, questionable. Uh, He's not anymore. Ravens. Bucks. Oh, okay. I thought Evans was maybe possibly not playing because then I was going to say maybe that would hurt Tom Brady for me. But, yeah, it'll be close. You guys are going to be all eyes on that uh, Indianapolis game because with him having Hines, you having Taylor and Carr and Jacobs. Right. It's going to be a big game. So that's a big game for you guys. Oh, yeah, he's expected to play. That's all the update today because he didn't practice yesterday, Evans. But, yeah, it'll be close. I'm 2-0 against uh, Josh historically in the playoffs. You know, it's hard to beat a team three times, so we'll see. We'll see. It's, a, it's definitely a good matchup. Definitely a good matchup. Um, but then the other side, due to what you were saying, due to a, an injury, tight, tight for Jackson's now. Huge swing with that. Huge swing with, with Julio Jones being ruled out. Um, so Calvin Ridley – on Kojak's team becomes the wide receiver one in that matchup where they pepper him. Mm-hmm. He has the ability to pop off, which could have been a huge swing with Julio kind of taking some of those targets. And without him, that's, that's huge. Cause you assume the Falcons aren't great. They're going to be throwing the ball most of the day. Um, so that, that could be huge. Um, and he's got to start Amendola now. So that's mm-hmm. a slight downgrade. You know, Amendola's not doing great either. Decent weeks, but I mean, that's, that's huge for projections. I was going to say Damian Harris missing progressions by six points pretty much. Um, not ideal either. Yeah, he got stuffed on the goal line a few times. And, yeah, not the best start for, for Kojak in his quest to, advance, you know, make a little Cinderella run like Getzler did when he first made the playoffs. But, I mean, Gurley – so, he's been hurt, and I know he's cleared to play. Week 11, eight carries, 26 yards, 4.2 points. Week 12, zero. I don't think he played. And then last week he got eight carries for 16 yards, 3.3 points. So that's, that's another guy that I, I can't imagine Greg's feeling overly confident starting him, but I mean, who else is he going to really turn to on his bench to start in his place, but it's sketchy. But then you got Tyreek Hill who, who's, you know, his projections mean not like to me, nothing like that 17 projection. He might as well be like 25 is probably more realistic for him. Like he might make up whatever girly, does not get him, but it should. I just, I was going to say, I just have a feeling that Greg's going to have some random player explode. Like, I'm, I was specifically looking at Jordan Aikens on the Texans. Like, you know, he's going to catch like two TDs randomly against the Bears. It's yeah. just going to happen where he drops mm-hmm. it. Like, I, I'm, I'm convinced that that will happen, and I'm, I'll probably put a bet out there. But, but Kojak with, with Drake and Gallman have been playing really solid these last weeks. I feel like very underrated. Like Drake 
11, 15, 25, and 13 points. That's, that's great. And then Gallman, 14, 13, 15, 20. Then 19 and 16. I didn't realize he was playing that well. seven, he's been dominating. Yeah, I didn't really notice that either because he's been on Kojak's team, so I haven't really been noticing. But that's a monster run from week seven. How devastating for Itzler that BD Wayne, he comes in last and Wayne just explodes on Kojak's team. Very, very. That has to be heartbreaking. We have to bring that up in the chat. I'm sorry, it's if you're listening. I'm kind of surprised that he's not going to make the switch to Peyton Barber for Perriman. Maybe he will. But I think with Gibson out, we didn't talk about with the Josh, but losing Gibson is, is definitely benefits me a lot. But I know, you got to think, yeah, you got to think Peyton Barber <clears throat> should be considered over Perriman. It's more like the safer play, right? Like more. You got to think Barber's going to get the goal line work over yeah. McKissick. I would agree. So we'll see if he makes that change. I mean, they're not. They're not good, so they may not get much goal line work. You know what I mean? Like I, I don't. I don't hate that move with Perriman over Barber. I get Barber's going to get some volume probably, but. Perriman could pop off. The Jets obviously are not going to lose to Seattle, so they're going to be throwing. Right, and Mims is out. Yeah, so I mean, I don't, I don't hate that move, and Perriman's good for home runs. So. Perriman's, Perriman's last four weeks, 25, 13, yeah, 11, and three. Outside of the three, yeah. So I'm, I'm, yeah. I actually don't hate that move. I right. think that's, that's probably but, strong. But see, like, so these are the guys that you don't really, like, think about, and then we're going through their week by week, and it's like, well, this is how Kojak made the playoffs. Like, well, I, I also – I think – so I do this differently. I get rid of Darnell Mooney. I don't think I think Barber outscores Mooney. So I, I think I yeah I think you're right. I put Barber there, so that's who you take out. Mm-hmm. Yep, that's a good call. Yeah, actually, I agree. Go Jack, if you're listening, he's got some elite advice. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's I mean, we'll a, there's a, like a lot of like a lot of sketchy guys in this matchup that could boom or bust. They have both, both sides. Like the, the wizards of just putting things together. I mean, Kojak. I mean, Kojak. He's put together a good season. He's put together a good season with not great players. He's got some strength, but he's he's done well with the waiver wire. And what kind of sucks for Kojak, it's hard to imagine Justin Herbert having a really big game without getting Keenan Allen involved. So that's going to benefit Greg. He's going to kind of like vulture some of the points. That I mean, Mike has. Williams did explode that one game. That, that That's going to be it. It's going to have to be a lot of like Eckler dump downs, Hunter Henry, Mike Williams type of TDs and somehow not get Keenan. Like that could be the big, that could be a big difference right there. If, well, Eckler's back too, no? So, I mean, they'll do check downs to the running back. Yeah, yeah. Um, if you ask Greg, you know, Eckler's the worst human being alive right now. So it's, I think the torch is passed from Sean McVay to uh, Austin Eckler. So that's. <laughs> oh, God. So um, really, when they don't benefit his players. <laughs> really don't. Okay. Then, so let's, let's go. Who, who are we picking for both sides here? So we'll, we'll start off. Um, if any of you are confident in one side, just, just shoot it out. Um, so we'll go first matchup, Ad versus Josh. Who are you taking? Me. Okay. Ad's going to add Chad. Uh, Chad, what are you doing? Ad. I think it's going to be close, though. I, I agree with you. I think it's going to be really close. I think Josh is going to lose in some kind of heartbreak fashion. I think Ad takes it. Um, so let's go with second matchup: Kojak versus Greg. Greg. Greg's got yeah. Greg's got. Agree. I, I I hate to say it, but I think Greg does pull it out. I think the I think Aikens like pops off for twenty five or something stupid, and he wins. Um. All right, so in that in that case, we're both we're both in agreement. Let's preview just as a as a very very quick overview who the next matchups would be. So it would be Trainer then playing Mad and Dooch playing Greg. I'm going to assume that Greg will pull something together and beat Dooch 
and then I'm going to say, I mean, Tiz's team is dominant, so I apologize that. I'm, I'm going to no, go. Fine. I'm going to go rematch of last year. I'm going to go trainer Greg. <laughs> I, I, that makes the most sense. I mean, it depends if uh, you know if Julio can't play next week again. But if I if I get Drew Brees back next week, so we were looking at Tiz's, um, you know, matchups, and he's this week was like unbelievable. Like, thank God he got a buy. No one has to touch him because he's got like all these green. I think even the finals too. But next week, he's got a lot of red. You know, take that what you want. But he doesn't have a lot of good matchups next week. For Mahomes playing the Saints defense is really good. Um, Adams is red. Like, all his main players are red besides Derrick Henry. Um, so, I, I don't know. I I think the consensus would be, you know, who can take down Tiz. I personally think me next week has a better chance of taking Tiz. Maybe more than any comp. Because I think – I his uh, matchups are pretty good in the finals again, and I would take him over whoever in the finals. So we'll see if I get Drew Brees back and we get that Kamara upside back. We'll, I don't know, but no, I'm, if I'm a betting guy, I'm, I'm Tiz's team is so good. It would take like some COVID shit where half his team doesn't play. And I mean, that may, you know what I mean? That's a legitimate factor. Like we don't know. Like yeah, Tennessee yeah. isn't bad with that. So, I mean, I, I don't know. He yeah. can't, like but I'm not going to discredit uh Deidre's team to upset. You know, Greg in the second round. I was gonna say I, I would go trainer Dooch, and then um, my my bold prediction before the season started was that Tiz would win it all. So uh, wow. I'm gonna stick with my I'm gonna stick with my prediction. I know it's it was very bold. I can't wait for Fam to outscore every team every round. And <laughs> luckily Cam was horrible, so like I hope his team scores like 95, so he can be like, all right, I had no shot at That's this. That's true. But, but, I mean, Duchess team's getting hot at the right time. Like, Kelsey's a beast. I think he's, like, almost – he's leading the league in receiving yards, or it could be. Like, well, that's I, what they say. I, I think he's second. They were, like, the that's highest in, that's insane. Teams. I was going to say teams with players that made the playoffs were James Robinson and Kelsey by far. Yeah. And, you know, Melvin Gordon's been playing well. Eckler and Chubb. He's got – you know, he's got the full team back. Kyler needs to get healthy because Kyler Murray has not been himself – I know he's still putting up okay numbers, but he's not putting up those 40-plus high 38 no. numbers since he got banged up a little bit. His last three weeks have been 23, 11, and 20. Obviously, 11 is bad. 23 and 20 is not terrible, but for I think for Duch to have that like high upside that we think he can have, Kyle has got to get back in that, that 30 to 40 you know, range. And then I think he could – I think he could win it all. There's no reason to think he couldn't. Yeah, but, no, I, I mean, yeah. I agree with that. He's had some. He's had some bad luck in, in the past in the playoffs. Maybe this is the year. Yeah, I, mean, I, I hope so. I, I want. I want a team that's different. You know, what I mean, I don't want the same. I want. Right. I mean, I'd be happy for Duke after his disastrous finals loss to win it all. Yeah, absolutely. He's been. He's been good pretty much every year. Um, I also think it's funny that me and Itzel aren't even good enough to get a consolation match. Maybe <laughs> 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 we'll just keep our own scores and bet on it or something. Just like you bet a beer. <laughs> Have we ever talked about doing like a consolation prize or anything like that just to keep we, teams we invested? We've we, we voted on it and it's always been voted down. Hmm. I think as long as we agree that not like consolation teams still can't make any additions, like I don't, I don't really care. But well, I mean, we we talk, I think what was voted on was like that it impacts like draft position. Like if you beat oh, like no, if, that's like if, exactly. I think that's what was vetoed. I don't think it was just like general games. No, that'd be dumb. 
Um, that's that's uh, that's what like Ridge's league does now. Me and Greg are in a matchup um, in the in the consolation bracket, um, and we're playing for third or fourth pick. Winner winner actually moves up to get third pick. Loser gets fourth pick. That's really dumb. Um, and I obviously had Damian Harris, who really didn't do anything, so not a great start for me. Can you make moves? Um, yeah, we I, I, no. Oh, actually, no, we can't. We oh, actually, no. Yes, we can, but rosters locked on yesterday at like noon or something. Um, but yeah, my team actually improved in that league, so I'm very happy. Um, okay, so now that we talked about playoffs, we talked about kind of predictions across the board. You want to just recap, um, just kind of overview of the rookies, maybe some things that surprised you, some things that you were wrong on, some things you want to just uh, just touch upon and go over. Sure. Yeah, I mean, I, I could start. I, I'm just going to do like a – we'll get into like specific players and who surprised me, but I don't know. I feel like some people are – have been saying this class is underwhelming and I'm very surprised Who's by saying that. that. Yeah, and, that's, shocking. And, that's shocking. I mean, this class I, been... in, in the chat, it was a couple weeks ago, just because, because the top like running backs haven't immediately bell cowed and been like unbelievable. And because all this hype had, it's like somehow, but the receivers have bell cowed. Well, right. Yeah, so right. And the receivers have been amazing, but like, I don't know how you're not going into 2021 thinking like you have something good with CEH Taylor Swift. Dobbins and Akers and then you throw in Gibson Robinson like how aren't you thinking like this was a good running back I think this this may be better than 2017 I'm just looking at the the draft order and literally no one up until probably Keyshawn Vaughn is I would consider a draft (laughs) bust I mean am I wrong no no I I don't I don't think so I think you can argue that every one of them has done very well I will say the guy I did not want to draft in any circumstance, although we helped in our Survivor League, is pretty much doing exactly what I thought Henry Ruggs would be doing at this point of a rookie year, of having way, way more non-startable games. And yeah, he's going to catch a couple deep balls. Like, of course, he's super fast. But I just don't, you know, it's early. And there's guys like I love, like Mims and Rager, who haven't really done a lot either. But Rigor's been hurt. I don't want to count that out, though. Right, I, and so so is Mims. So I will not take – like, it's too early to take a victory lap, but the, the, the flag I planted with I will fade rugs forever and I don't get how he was the first receiver taken and blah, blah, blah. So far, sure. I think it's proven itself to be pretty accurate. He's had two good weeks and 11 non-startable fantasy weeks. I certainly wouldn't say he's a bust, though. No, it's too early to call him a bust. Right. I think this is what he's going to – I think he's just going to be uh, a sketchy flex bi-week option that you hope he booms. And, like, he's going to be a boomer bust player. I don't think that's worthy of the top receiver in the, in the draft. I don't think that's worthy of, like, a high first in a rookie draft. Just but no- those, those players, though, I don't hate that in the NFL draft because he takes the lid off the defense. You know what I mean? Like, that's actually, like, a legitimate thing that you can use more game situation-wise than You're ben. telling me if the Raiders could do it all over again, they're not going to take Lamb, Jefferson, or Higgins over Ruggs? I don't, I don't necessarily know. You know what I mean? Like if you're scheming that, like maybe that's what you're going for. I, I don't necessarily hate that pick. I don't. For in like the real NFL, I don't. Right. I, I get it, but I don't hate it. People are trying to anoint him the next Tyree Kill. No, I'm not, say, I'm not saying that. That's, I'm that's saying crazy. He, he changes your offense and he makes you that much more scared on defense. You know what I mean? Like it, it really yeah. does. I, so I, I don't hate that move still. I don't. But um, overall, I mean, the rookies, especially the wide, like the wide receivers have been the cream of the crop of this class for sure. I think like just going in because when you 
start to like do the like the rookie drafting process, the the running backs just always rise. It happens every year, especially in our fantasy league. It's crazy. The 2018 class, that was like the the Barkley class. There was like nine straight running backs taken before like DJ Moore and like and Ridley. That's just yeah. crazy, crazy. Yeah, Ridley at like 13. Like, and it happened this year where I think Lamb was the first receiver taken at 105. So 106. So yeah, like a lot. You're gonna get super good value with these receivers getting pushed down. There were so many of them, mm-hmm. and they're all like, I mean, Chad hit a home run. Thank God. I mean, crazy. I was between him and Rugs for literally weeks, and thank God I went with Jefferson. I would be killing myself if I went, if I went with Rugs. Same, because then Rich would have him. Um, what is he right now? He's wide receiver four. In fantasy. Jesus, I don't know he's four. I know he's that. And he, and he didn't, like, start the first two games. So, really, it's only ten games. He's ridiculous. Yeah. And he's that already, like, a, fourth in receiving yards. But like, you know, all those – like, Lamb looked good. Like, once he gets, you know, Dak Prescott back, he's going to be great. And then you got, like, what Claypool went in the second round, right, to, to Wire. Yeah. Great pick. Gibson went in the second round. Great pick. Like, so you got – second round's always a crapshoot. So, I, I don't blame, like, you know, the – the bust in that realm, but you're right. I mean, it takes up to Keyshawn Vaughn to really see like someone you would not really want to give any substantial draft capital for. But like, even the second round, like Chanel, you probably would. Zach Moss has shown yeah. something. I don't know. Bill's probably address running back, but if they don't, then it's fair to say you would like him. Like Brian Edwards, again, I didn't like him either, but you, yeah, I guess you got to wait. Yeah, you, you, have to, you have to hold them at that point. Uh, uh, AJ Dillon, Chase Claypool, Gibson. What a run of that. Um, Brita. I, I thought Brita was going to do it. I thought he was going to have a good season. Me too. I'm so pissed about that pick. Yeah. Yeah. But Josh Kelly did pretty much. in round three, and it's like, then you get started sketchy. But Kojak with Justin Herbert round three. Great pick. Great pick. Great, great pick. But, yeah, I mean, I, I'm still – I don't know. Yeah. I thought this – the receivers are doing great. Like, Eric, you did really well. You probably maybe wish you could held, have held the one more first. I don't know. Was that the Marlon Mack first? Um, like 13? Yeah, but I, I would have took yeah, – I mean, I do wish because I would have taken Edwards at 13 if I held the, that pick. Yeah, but then you had like two first for Edwards, so it's – whatever. But you still that, did really well. Higgins and Ayuk. I didn't think Ayuk was going to be this good. Yeah, I'm, I'm very happy. I was all over Higgins and Ayuk. Th- those were the guys that I was taking no matter what, um, even over Edwards, over um, – um, Jesus, Dylan Harper sauce. <laughs> so I'm, I'm very happy. They they look great. So it should be exciting for the future. Are there are there any guys that you guys whiffed on? I know for me, I whiffed on Justin Herbert huge. I did not think he was going to be a good quarterback. No, I, I liked Herbert. I I was completely wrong, Gibson. I assume Gibson was just going to be another size speed. Christine Michael just do nothing. Um, yeah, me too, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely him. I mean. I think we talked about it maybe after the draft that he, you know, we talked about his college career only carrying the ball like 30, 40. Yeah. He basically was, he was, and then he's basically being not used as a bell cow in the NFL, but he's showing like he can be an early down back, give him the ball in first and second. Like he can do everything really. And it sucks that he got hurt because if he kind of would have been like a, a fantasy league winner, you know, for redraft leagues and whatever, his, his hype going into next year would have been even crazy. It's still going to be, but you know, kind of fizzles out a little bit with his injury. That kind of sucks, but definitely I was too low on Gibson. I'm trying to think of anyone I was too high on that 
I honestly, I'll be honest. I thought um, Van Jefferson was going to have a better season than he did. I don't, I don't think he's bad. I think he's good for the future. I thought, I thought he was going to pop off a little bit, to be honest with you. Who would you guys, if you could do it over again right now, who would you take one-on-one? Ooh. That's really tough, right? I think I was just thinking that. I think after every year, either the one-on-one is still the clear one-on-one or you, you definitively know the one-on-one. You can argue like six. You can people. argue Jefferson. You can I, argue I, I agree. Jefferson. You can, you, I think you can argue either the first – I'm not going to get ahead of myself and say that the latest game from Cam Akers is going to make me enough to do it, but if you wanted to argue C.E.H., Taylor, Dobbins, or Swift for one-on-one, because none, none of the other people have, I think, separated themselves enough from each other anyway. Mm-hmm. It's just how much they're being used early on, which is, is good, but, it, you know, Taylor hasn't looked good in some games, neither has Clyde since Dells came over. And I, you could argue Lamb's the wide receiver one still, or Jefferson. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. You can argue Judy, too. It's not like Judy's done poorly. I get you're having what's-his-face come back next year, but, I mean, Judy looks great. Yeah. It's not very often for where one-on-one would be like, okay, like, take your guy, right? But there's, like – No, there's always a clear – Seven or eight guys that could be that guy. Yeah. Except for maybe that Sammy Watkins year. It was, like, Watkins, Evans, and then um, your boy. Ad. I mean, it's uh, Bishop. Bishop. Which you don't even yeah. fall. Oh, like Sankey? Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I don't. I don't really don't know how I definitively because if like the DLF rankings have Swift as the highest rated running back, I assume they have Jefferson ranked higher overall than Swift. I don't know, but you know the career of a running back is a lot shorter. Like if you know, especially the the start that Jefferson's had to his career, it usually projects for a really good career arc for these type of guys. Like he had an early breakout. Like just everything's pointing in his right direction for Jefferson. You're gonna have, you know, you're gonna have him for like seven years, right? Like, yeah, not, maybe not, <laughs> maybe not, maybe not producing this level, but it's like, right? How how could you not want that over one of these running backs that have all either shown bad? Like Jefferson has not hasn't shown anything bad. No. Where every single one of these running backs has given you kind of pause of, you know, the, there's the one guy who shows the poll every week. Who would you take one one? And it changes literally every single week the top running back that people want, which I think the only guy battling Jefferson is Lamb. But they both have round one pedigree by only a few spots. And the only thing you got to be aware about with Jefferson is the QB he might be tied to, you know, per, post-Kirk Cousins. But, I mean, shit, like, it might not matter. Do you still think CEH is in that conversation? I do. Because you don't know what's going to happen with on next year. How long was his contract? Did he sign one year? Yeah. I, 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 don't, I don't hate it. He popped off when he had the ability to. I get they're trying to I, – I, I don't even hate it because they're prolonging his career. They're giving him less touches up front, so he's going to last a little bit longer. So sure. I'm fine with that. You could argue, I mean, if you want to argue, I'm not gonna, if you take him one-on-one, I'm not really going to – Well, I, I don't right. even think I take him one-on-one, but I'm saying I could argue him one-on-one. Right. No, that's fine. Right. But, like, I took Taylor – I said before all this I would take Taylor one-on-one. I would – I don't know if I would take him one-on-one, but I would take him over CEH still. Like, I would not trade straight up Taylor for CH. But I guess you could look at it that way. I think probably the only player I would trade Taylor for right now is Jefferson. You're trying That's to good. talk? <laughs> <laughs> so you, wouldn't, you wouldn't take Lamb straight up for Jefferson? I mean, uh, Lamb straight up for Taylor? I don't think so. Right. Interesting. 
So like, yeah, I guess, I don't know. I guess Jefferson's my one-on-one. I don't know. It's so close. It was very, very close. But it's crazy you get guys like Higgins and Ayuk at 11 and 12. That's awesome, Eric. Unbelievable. Yeah. So I'm so excited for my receivers for the future, as long as I don't trade them in the offseason. McLaurin, Higgins, even Corey Davis. I'm going to give the shout-out for Corey Davis. He's yeah, how about Corey Davis? He's looked fantastic. Should we I'm move so out? Is he, did he move out? Should we, did you win the ridge trade? I don't know. He's he's been a wide receiver one the last four or five weeks. He's been he looks great. So I'm I'm really excited. He's actually showing well. Um, Sammy Watkins is doing what Sammy Watkins does. Has one explosion game, hurt for nine weeks, then comes back, does nothing. Um, will pop up week seventeen. Unrelated to rookies, but uh, Jefferson's a wide receiver four and Thielen's uh, five. Kirk Cousins and they're, Kirk, Kirk and they're a running offense. Wait, yeah. Yeah, what ranking is Kirk? He has to be the QB one then. No. And they have Delvin Cook, and they pound. They run more than they pass. And Delvin Cook's running back. How? What? Right. Uh, Cousins is like. I don't even know how that's possible. I literally don't even actually know how that's possible. No, I didn't. That's it's so funny that you mentioned that because Delvin Cook's been unbelievable. I know. He's a QB thirteen. Why are the Vikings not undefeated? And they have, like, a losing record, I think, don't they? <laughs> yeah. yeah, he's QB 13. I mean, he doesn't, like, run the ball, so he's going to be behind anybody who has some type of mobility. Like, that's just separate. It's always going to separate. You're supporting wide receiver Josh four Allen, and five. Hmm? But you're supporting wide receiver four and five. Man. Yeah. I, yeah, and <laughs> yeah. Unless he's not throwing any touchdowns. It's all just reception. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, I think one of the biggest – I mean, no one – I'm going to say no one could have known, even though me and Greg drafted him in June and had the opportunity to. James Robinson at running back four, mm. undrafted yeah. free by Rob, huge pickup. But it's just like we had him on our roster, on our debt, on our taxi squad. And, like, it didn't occur to either one of us to pick him up uh, as, like, a dart throw over, like, fucking Scotty Miller and other people, garbage people I had on my bench. It's like uh, so much regret with that. But I don't think I even knew who he was, honestly. No, I, I only did because of um, uh, what's his face? Loved him from Washington State or wherever he played. Um, Chad Parsons. Well, you have rookie running back Robinson is a running back four. Gibson's the six. Uh, Edwards is eleven, and Taylor's fifteen. That's pretty good. I mean, like to the people, you know, even if you're like Clyde and Taylor aren't like being bell cow like. They're running back 11 and 15. They're rookies. They didn't have like any training. You know what I mean? Saying like, that's pretty good. I, w- I would sign all that. I would sign up for that all day. Um, and DeAndre. I'll, I'll also, I was going to also admit, just as I'm looking at this draft list, like I was wrong on Michael Pittman. He looks great. Does look good. Absolutely great. And he's a guy that we didn't talk about before, but I picked 13. That's like unbelievable. You get that value there. Even Mims looks good. And he plays for Adam Gase and like the awful Jets. And he's still like, your schedule both for like black hole. <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so if we're gonna go off rookies and just kind of looking at the rankings and like where we were wrong, where we were right. I'll, Ronald Jones, one of my most hated players coming out of college and all that. Running back eleven, just and even Fournette getting brought in there couldn't even couldn't even stop Ronald Jones. The thrill hill will not go down. It's like very very wrong on that. Super wrong. I think you owe Nick Whalen an apology. I think we. I think I do. <laughs> Are you still blocked? And I, I, I only know because I follow enough people on uh, fantasy Twitter. But Dave Montgomery is the running back ten. 
that's another that's another guy who's just like quietly like got a, so much hate in the offseason about being trash like but like all automatic bust you know crucifying rob for that pick over sanders and like he's had some up and down games in the last two weeks he's just been falling out which has obviously helped his ranking but right about 10 in his second year good. i had no pretty idea good. yeah and sanders has missed time but he's the running back 25 so pretty pretty impressive Give a shout-out to Gabby Duggan. Hines is, Hines is a running back, like, 20. Some guys in here that you just want, you know, what's what it takes to put together a, a title-worthy team. And then even kind of, like, kind of mixing in the rookies, going all the way down. Higgins is the uh, wide receiver, 24. That's cool. Claypool, 16. McLaurin's 15. is not a rookie, but on your team, Eric. Love that. Um, that's awesome. I'm so happy with that trade versus Rob. My boy Metcalf, wide receiver three. Beat all your beat all your other sophomore wide receivers. Got all your money. Yeah, why did I do that? Without an injury clause. Yeah. You're just you're just drinking the Debo Kool-Aid. I mean McLaurin McLaurin did too though. I don't hate that McLaurin decaf uh, DK bet. It was close. AJ Brown would have been pretty close if he didn't get hurt either. Yeah, yeah. But you know, he hasn't paid me yet, but I will say uh, tis that Kamara is definitively better than one off three. It's just, yeah. he just is. NCA. Maybe combined, actually, this year. So it's not my day. Um, <laughs> I'm trying to look at anyone else that. Devontae Adams is so good. Yeah, he's, he's absurd. So, good. so, so good. I hate to be something to this game. Didn't, like, Nick drop him for nothing? Wait, who? Oh, I think who, he just who, dropped him. Devontae. I think he just dropped him. I mean, at this like, point, I mean. Because it took him a long time to, like, really pop. I think he was, like, a fourth or fifth-year breakout guy. Yeah, I think he was. Um, but, yeah, I don't know if you guys have anything else for overall regular season. No, no it's just about Corey Davis, man. That's, that's just a stuff. huge win for you. Huge win for me. I'm so excited. Love Corey Davis. I know Greg was the only kind of other one that really liked him, but I, I love Corey. Excited about it. So does he add? Does he have better numbers than AJ Brown, or no? Who? Corey Davis. Ooh. That's actually might be close because he's been uh, hurt so often. Yeah. Um, let me see. That'd be kind of embarrassing for Corey Davis, but kind of also impressive at the same time. <laughs> Let's see, Corey Davis. Has I think the player info. I can't see his full. Give me a second. It's terrible. Dead time. I guess because none of them were on the top twenty-five. So let me go to the next next twenty-five. Oh, Corey Davis is the wide, is right now the wide receiver twenty-seven, only less than a point away from CD Lamb. Oh, wow. He's a wide receiver, too, in our league. And, and, and above guys like Deontay Johnson, Brandon Cooks, Marvin Jones, Curtis Samuel, Julio Jones, Brandon Ayuk, Devontae Parker, Jarvis Landry, all inferior in fantasy, Corey. too. Corey. Let's go. Uh, I did not list A.J. Brown in any of that. So, I, I probably on a per-game basis, A.J. Brown has been better. But Yeah, uh, absolutely. A.J. Brown explodes when he's so good. But I don't know. You're saying about Judy. I'm not, Judy is the wide receiver, 47. But, but look how bad the Broncos are. Yeah, you know, he's I had know. huge he's QB play. He's yeah, I know. For me. I know. He's nine. His route. He's shown off his route running, but he's had enough uh, games. I think I. I feel like he almost he kind of needs some right now. 
to kind of lead. And offense needs to, needs to get more. You think it's just all Drew Locke, but I think he could use Sutton back for sure. Oh, yeah, to, to open it up for him. Agree. Yeah. Um, it makes me feel good, and I know Godwin's missed some games too, but to see Godwin as the, the running back, a oh, wide receiver like 43, fuck you, Chris Godwin. Everybody loved him until just the ridiculous hype. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it was it was insane. Yeah, no, I'll never get, I'll never like him because of that. I will never root for him to succeed. I'm not, I'm not going that far, but it's literally, it was the Greg effect, but like just the community effect. Yeah. Like well, what made it worse? What made it worse is that people were right because last year right. he was like dominant. Yeah, yeah. Right. Is it the wide receiver like two? We yeah. also hated it because it was just Rodgers again. You know what I mean? I feel like that added to it. It did, but. But, uh, and Eric, how are you ready for the to pay up with your own Mikasi? Absolutely. I mean, uh, sadly, the, the restaurants are closing right around the time we probably. Yeah, very convenient. But <laughs> <laughs> it opens again, absolutely. Yeah. I, uh, I, I happily admit defeat. Yeah, that was a bad We haven't done that in a while. I'm very excited for Omakase. I mean, we only did it once, and that was a couple of years ago, but it'll be a lot more nice. Oh, I, I went uh, back. Sorry, I, I went back with Sam. I realized, Sam, I got you confused with that. <laughs> I need gold and fire on top of my sushi. <laughs> I got to get down there again, too. We should go to Korean Hot Pot again. Yes. Oh, absolutely. Need Same some spot. The pineapple drinks. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we can re- recreate the um, – the, the, the photo? photo. Yeah. Um, we'll get some soju. I mean, terrible trade there, too. I don't remember what it was. Well, that was shortly after the Locket trade, which was viewed as ter- – Probably not that bad anymore. No, it's up, a I think <laughs> I think it ended up being Jacobs, but like it was year. Like I had to wait two years for that pick, and then you know what I mean. So it wasn't that wasn't that bad no. at the I'll time. You had you had a big speech on why Lockett's worth a first. I love Lock. I I still love, I still stand that, by Lock. Lockett and Ridley were my guys, and they're yeah. both great. So I'm happy. Yeah. yeah. Um. Anybody? Any other player or anything you want to touch upon before we uh, wrap it up? No, I'm going to say uh, I'm sure you guys have made the playoffs in your other redraft league, so best of luck to your guys. And I have a big week this week because only four teams make it in my oh, nice. other league. So I need, to, I need a big week this week to get in. We'll no see. buys, right? With four teams? No buys. And then finals? Right. I won it the last three years in a row, and I, I might miss this year. Oh, it's a good run. Great run. Very right, rocky. You? Are you in the playoffs in any other? Yeah, actually, three three out of seven. So, good year for me. Um, I'll take that. Um, first round buy-in one, and then two of them I have Damian Harris. So, not ideal start. Okay. We'll yeah, I went, three, I went three for four with two buys. Nice. But this is, you know, our league is, is the league. It's all that matters to get the gene, yeah. to get the, the glory. It's all I another, big, another big thing is still being in Survivor. Kudos to Nick Famolari. Right. The plums. Plum. <laughs> Um, yeah, <laughs> 2,860 started, only 187 remain. The That's quest, wild. The quest for $286,000, $286,100, split seven ways, but you get it. It's over like 40 grand each. Yeah. No pressure. No pressure. Yeah. If anyone who works for the IRS is listening to this, it's all in uh, cash tips from, yeah, yeah, yeah. from my part Yeah. All right. I'm going to have to take this down if we win. <laughs> where's episode 51 <laughs> um awesome well guys it's been a blast um good best of luck in playoffs ad and i'm um, sure we'll be talking soon but um chad you want to hit him with social media before we wrap up at elite dynasty pod 
Have a great night, everybody. Later. Peace.